representing the Hyphen Podcast Group. They are the unbeatable team of B-Hyphen, Handsome Bane, Showing Bad Love, Kitchenetti, and Novelis, the WrestleCast. Welcome to the Razzlecast Power Hour. I am not B-Hyphen. I am not showing mad love and all those crazy AKAs. I'm not Handsome Bane. I'm not Cat Chinetti. I'm not Novelist. I am John Michael Mack of the world-famous John Michael Mack Band, and I've been a big fan, a big fan of this podcast for a long time. And so that, that B-Hyphen guy reached out to me on Twitter, at John Michael, Mike, uh, sorry, sorry, at John Michael Mack Band. I'm just so excited. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow me on there. And he said, John Michael Mack, I really like y'all's hit single called John Michael Mack. And if you could come on here and do this show intro for us, that'd be really cool. So first thing Hyphen wanted me to do was he wanted to say that the rumors of him and Handsome Bane having beef is still not true, even though he finds the fact that Handsome Bane is so dang handsome, just so irritating. So so that let's get that out of the way. What we have here today, though, what we have here today Oh, by the way, they're going to get together this coming Friday. Uh, him, Mark Robb, and Handsome Bane, they're going to get together and do a, a traditional wrestling cast for y'all. So y'all can be on the lookout for that. So what we have here is another Dark Matches episode. And if y'all aren't familiar, if it's your first wrestling cast Power Hour, what, what is wrong with you? I'm going to slap you upside your head. If it's your first wrestling cast Power Hour episode, Dark Matches is where they take all the stuff that they can't put into the episodes, and then they save it. And then they decide that they're going to put it out into the world. And so that's what they're doing now. So we have a full hour of all kinds of clips from all kinds of episodes over the past year or so. So we have novelists on the show. We got Catch Nettie on the show. We got Michael Lamarick on the show. And, of course, you got Handsome Bane and B-Hyphen and Lee One, the only show in Mad Love, a.k.a. Larry July. All that cool stuff that he be saying, gunshots, gunshots, gunshots. So I'm going to get out of the way. Let y'all listen to the podcast. Don't forget to go get you a shirt. I got me a Rascalcast Power Hour shirt. You should go in the show links right now, show description, show notes, whatever it's called. I'm not reading from my script very well. Speaking of script, did anybody see that Super Bowl? Anyway, get you a shirt. It'll be really cool if you get a shirt and you tell everybody, tell a friend about the Hyphen Podcast group and about Rascalcast Power Hour. All right, so once again, my song, John Michael Mack, by the John Michael Mack Band is out right now. Anywhere songs are streamed, I'll even I'll even make you a cassette if you want. So just let somebody know. Anyway, here's Dark Matches, and the boys will be back real soon. All right. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, he, he told me I could say things like Liddy. You know? It's pretty cool. Liddy. <laughs> you know what I'm Liddy. saying? Liddy. Where do you guys come up with this kind of stuff? I don't know about you people. All right. Let's, you people. let's get to the shits. You people. Yeah. <laughs> By that, I mean niggers. <laughs> yeah, like the, what's that character The Rock plays? Uh, Coco. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Coco Bad Dog or Bad Day Coco or whatever he plays on the SNL. Yes, I know. You haven't seen about. that character? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> Oh, this nigga has a character as just a, a wrestler, and like the, him and him and Bobby Moynihan be cutting promos on each other, and Bobby Moynihan be like with the regular standard pro wrestling shit. I'm gonna kick your butt, blah blah. And that nigga Rock be like, Oh yeah, well you got herpes. 
And you'd be like, dog, what? Like he just he just swings for the fences on this thing. As dog. ruthlessly like, as every, possible. Every oh man, I forgot about worse. that. Dog, the cocoa the Coco bad something like that, bro. Just look <laughs> it up. That nigga just be saying all kinds of wild <laughs> shit. He cuts a promo on him and it's just like it just like it unveils this whole plot that he had to destroy this nigga dog. It's mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> We're just supposed to be cutting promos on each other. It's I'm probably like, gonna watch that after we get oh, done. Oh, tonight. I'm sorry. Was that too far? My bad, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, and that's what the cocoa <laughs> is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> No, watch that shit. I uh, think you found like, the, the best role the Rock has ever had. <laughs> that dog, he killed that shit. That nigga's like, it was just, it was like a fucking uh, aristocrat's joke. Right. Uh, it was just like everything he said was just way worse <laughs> than the last point he made. And it was just like, dog, this nigga's what asshole. What is happening? Like, That's what the cocoa is cooking. Every time he said that shit. They'd be like, cut. And they'd be like, yeah, how was that? Be like, <laughs> how do you know this stuff? Like, he's like digging up actual dirt on the nigga as a person, dog. And wow. Like, and using it in the promos. <laughs> Private investigators and shit. That's what. No, oh, that nigga was doing that stupid ass move. Man, that shit's funny as hell. Uh, what are we doing, Mark Rob? Uh, I'm updating the Rasselcast Hall of Fame. How many chips he got? Not enough. No world. No world now. Never going to be a world champion, but uh, he is. He's a U.S. 17, he, he's a 17-time champion. Yeah. Okay. His biggest accolade is. I see. Title. He's a multiple, yeah, intercontinental title champion. So how many times he won it? Four. Three, anyone in U.S. title once. Mm, yeah, I, I thought he had a U.S. in there. Yeah. How many tag yeah. teams? Uh, outside of WWE or in WWE? All together. All together. He won it three times with Brock and OVW. Okay. Uh, he, won it, he won it one with the individual name Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he won it twice with Charlie Haas. Haas. Yeah. Um, and then again at RHO, he won it twice again with Charlie Haas. And then his last championship uh, was Raw Tag Titles with Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let's break those guys up. Twice. Twice. It works too well. I don't know. Because then we'd have to explain why these black guys don't have all the fucking titles. Because <laughs> they would. Like all of them working together. And, Lashley you know, being the world champ is feels so long ago now, man. That's just crazy yep. to me. How long did he have the title for? <sighs> Lashley had it. He, he he had it about as long as Kofi, right? Kofi yeah, had and, it and for. They, and they they you know they they uh, chiseled him out of it, and had, he didn't even get pinned. You know right. what I mean? Like it wasn't even like he got injured in the thing. Yeah, they 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 took it off of him. You know, I mean that's. I don't know what he was waiting on to pull the pull the trigger to go all in on uh, Bobby Lashley or what why it was that he was you know trying so hard to keep Bobby Lashley and Brock so far apart for you know Roman Roman and the 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 hundred years war between Roman Reigns <laughs> and fucking Brock Lesnar that dog, shit is which, accurate man and 
And, and I mean, it's not like it's a bad match, bro. It's just like we're tired, we're very tired we've, of seeing it to the point where you Orton had and to Cena. flip the ring over. It's the new Orton and Cena, man. You had to flip the ring over to spice things up a little bit. What are we going to do tonight? Uh, right. How about but Randy versus I, Cena? I feel like that's that's also Triple H like trying to end that for good and also be like, how else am I going to make this match interesting? Right. Because I'm sure that if it were up to, to trips, they wouldn't have wrestled so many times. You know? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, yeah. Because they've seen each other cool. like, what, seven or eight times at yeah. least? By this like, point? Oh, okay. Like, it was supposed to be. It, off. it was supposed to be like. They they were supposed to have a match, and then Roman caught Roman caught COVID, I think, mm-hmm. and then they did it at Mania, and then they turned right around, and then that did it at SummerSlam, derailed Big E's entire career. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, damn, Black Champions again, bro. I know. It almost seems like it's not worth it. Brock Lesnar, fucking destroying all Black Champions. Yeah. Hey guys. The nigger breaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he is. I mean. He's a nigger breaker, dog. Like, this is fucking, this is like every every he's black champion he's ever had. We don't has lost a time. Right? Yeah, it sucks. That, how accurate that word was. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. It sucks how accurate that was, dog. Big bad. Big fucking bad. Kofi, come on, bro. That'll be fun in dark matches at some point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll just call the episode that. <laughs> I gotta be careful Yikes. about what I call these episodes, man. Uh, like sometimes I want to be putting yeah, the Mom, on my wrestling podcast. <laughs> season three, nigger breaker. Season three, episode five, <laughs> nigger breaker. Dark match. Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Brock Lesnar. I'm the nigger breaker. Like, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> so who just say? is quantifiably well can you quantify the best wrestler of all time and this i think this this should be in dark match to start right here it can oh, we've been yeah we've been dark match yeah yeah we've been dark matching <laughs> so does the number of titles makes you the greatest wrestler or does it just your impact yeah you know, it's I, impact I, and it how they made you in. feel it factors in mm-hmm. um but um Really, like, I think it's just like, you know, if you're all gold and, you know, shitty personality or whatever, then it's like, mm. or, you know, depending on the way you made people feel and, like, how that has lasted. Because, I mean, yeah, it, it sucks that now we have to, like, look at how things age because we don't let go of things like we once did, like, everybody's like everything is about memories everything is about like how you felt when you were a kid like mm-hmm. our grandparents was fighting fucking world war ii so they didn't have time to think about how great bit of honey tasted but then when they got older they was like talking about mary jane's and shit like they was dope and it was just like nah bro like but it was nothing like what we have now like we can constantly we can just go into that chamber right now i can go watch toy galaxy and watch this nigga talk about fucking gi joe for a a literal hour if i wanted to transport myself back to that time 
Toy Galaxy is so good. So much of that has to factor in now. Yeah, shit fire. Um, But yeah, so much of that, like now when we look at our celebrities or whomever that we grew up kind of watching, like they also have to age gracefully to where it's like, based on that shit you did forever ago, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and how I felt when I was a kid to now, hopefully finding out that you're not trash. Um, you know, and, and then, yeah, so that kind of, that does kind of factor in when I'm thinking about the greatest wrestler of all time, because to me, that connection is then fake because you were being somebody else. Like, yeah, you're working a gimmick. There's a difference between working a gimmick and being fake. Like Hulk Hogan is a fake and a liar and, uh, just overall just shit. And so he cannot be the greatest wrestler of all time. He's got all the impact, all the, um, all the influence that he's had, and then you like consider like how many times he went. He only went into business for himself. How many times he only lost the title because he had to go do a movie. Mm-hmm. We only put somebody over because he was going to retire, and that's what you kind of supposed to do, but. Even then, he was still like trying to find a way to weasel out of putting people over every time. time. Every time. time. And that's a huge part of it, dog. Like, not cool. Like, even even when the warrior went over on him, he kicked out on three. He did. Yes, he he did. Yes, he did. He He can never be the greatest, bro. You're supposed to lay the fuck still and stop telling the referee, like, oh, I might have kicked out, like, trying to make it cloudy. He's like, what are you doing? Stay the fuck still for a minute. Stay the fuck still for three seconds. Go over, put the nigga clean, put him over clean, and get the fuck out of the way. And that's and it. He just couldn't. He just couldn't do it. And that's like such a graceful part of of the art is that niggas like you win some and you lose some. And um, I think like greatness is kind of defined by like not only how many you how many times you win but how you lost yes <laughs> i mean like that's like in real life and fucking pro wrestling dog. like yeah you know fuck it we're putting over brett but you know what i'm saying like he lost that match with the 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 british bulldog fair and square and there you wasn't I mean? any got, doubt he, about it, it it was no bullshit Mm-mm. he got pinned in the center of the ring and somehow he still came out looking great. It was like, nah, this nigga, like, he lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga lost. And this nigga's going to take his sister home and fuck her. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, this nigga, this nigga's brother-in-law just beat his ass. He's going to celebrate his victory with his sister. And by the way, <laughs> he just so happened to be on crack. And the nigga did crack all night, and then he gets to beat you and then take your sister home, cuz... Nah, British Bulldog, nigga. I ho- hey, he has been, you got to spend some time. You got to spend some time, man. You got to spend some time resting in piss a little bit, Bob. <laughs> get the whole man. A little bit. A little bit. A little like, bit. Like, like 15 minutes. and, and It's like a purgatory of piss. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> piss. It's no fire. It's no piss. Shit. It's just fire. You know what I'm saying? Shit. You just got to sit. You just got to, like, literally take a, you got to chill and piss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like damn it's stinking here oh yeah all right but yeah there ain't no fire in here but just piss and fire yeah that's the worst niggas mm. piss fire and glass nigga like that's what vince getting you getting 
Specialty. F- fuck Vince, man. I, special boy. I, I feel like all that all that energy we put into into the world, talking about how awful Vince was, had a lot to do with karma. Finally, up dog. With this it was like, nah, niggas was acting like we was, you know what I'm saying? Like we were crazy. There's people who listen to this podcast. There's people who listen to this podcast who be trying to celebrate this fucking rapist, nigga. And I'm telling y'all right now. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I was telling... I was telling Derek the other day, he's like, man, he was listening to the episode where Vince, Vince, I can't went on SmackDown and listening to y'all do the live reaction. He's like, it made me question my morals because y'all were tearing down Vince so bad. He should, was like, I was like, bro, he he's was terrible. He was terrible before all this stuff he's came been out, bad. man. He's been terrible. We've he, learned about how terrible he's been. Struck gold in one of the things that we all love and he, he made it what it and is. A, a lot of people that I like rely on him yes for a check yes and so yes sometimes i'll check it out i don't feel very good about it and that's what i was saying SummerSlam was i was like i tweeted like yo my first guiltless wwe event in a long long time like (laughs) it, it just felt good to be like i'm not well, I mean, he's. I'm sure he's getting money somehow, some way. Of course, yeah. But he like, ain't by no he's means. Not, I'm also not paying to watch him fuck it up. So it's like at least, at least it's good, and I'm not paying him to fuck up and then like put people under who who probably should win like and do something the, like look better. The, the severance that they gave him was probably nuts. So, the severance he gave himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. could have been a lot more. Stupid fucker! Like, get a lot more money if you went out there giving millions away. Just fucking get you a lady of the night, bro. Why are we? Why we gotta hot? Just go to Vegas often. Why we gotta pay all this hush money, man? Stop cut the shit, bro. Like, get you a get you a nice little escort that does go all the way, nigga. You don't have to fucking niggas want to be Hugh Hefner so bad, man. Dog, so didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, not at work. Dipping your pen in the company ink, and then you got to pay her millions of like stupid. And then you cutting wrestlers who actually could be earning money. But hey, man, I digress. digress. (laughs) We digress, says Cookie. Quote Cookie Monster Cookie, Cookie, Cookie. <laughs> what a way to end it. So obviously we live in a capitalistic society where people have to eat or they die. And these wrestlers, they don't have health insurance. They're li- they literally are wrestling from they're living from match to match. But at what point is it up to them to say we can't fuck with you? We're obviously not promoting you. And so if we're not going to promote you, we're not going to eat with you. And then that would slowly let it die. But at what point do we put the onus, put that onus on the wrestlers to actually do that? I I think that this is a weird situation because the largest indie outlet did just go over, like it is just gone now. Um, okay. So I do think that some of what CYN is doing is 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 the power vacuum, right? Um, the other thing that I think is really interesting, and, and this is not in any way an excuse, this is just an exploration, um, is that like oftentimes the the wrestlers that don't agree with it um, are, are casted as the villains in the show. Um, 
And I just think it's, it's a, it's a weird vibe. I don't, I don't know if they knew what they were signing up for, for the first one. I've noticed that Tyler has not rebooked with them after his first like two shows, but I do think that there's like a lot of just weirdness in, in what's happening right now and what is available and where there is bookings in space. Um, like, I'm not sure. One of the things that Adam Sher said was like, if you're not making enough money to do it as a living, you should probably do something else. And like, mm. I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, since the opportunities are smaller now, I don't blame people for wanting to give it a fair shake. Um, but I also think that, you know, now having the information that we have about what CYN is and what it stands for, uh, I'm less likely to be enthused about people signing on to it at this point in the game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll see how Mania Weekend goes. Whatever you know that. But we'll we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, obviously, we won't watch because fuck that shit. But uh, we'll <laughs> we'll see how that show goes over and uh, how many people are uh, willing to uh, to work with them after that. Because like Mania Weekend is effectively their opportunity to announce, here we are. The, more or less on the national stage the yeah. only statement that has been made by several of the wrestlers is i thought this was just kind of an indie promotion that was mm -hmm. just starting out when i got there i realized that that was it had fucked vibes um because a lot of their like promotional stuff they didn't start doing until after their first couple of shows mm -hmm. um so i i will be interested to see if that support continues, if people choose to extend their options, stuff like that, I'm going to wager that a lot of the people who are only half in are going to get all out pretty soon. And no, I'll, it'll, hey, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how or if it continues or if they just start bringing in MMA fighters or bodybuilders or other people who just happen to align with their beliefs, um, you know, or really canceled wrestlers. <laughs> Like, as previously stated, the apparently, like, in talks Joey Ryan. Mm -hmm. Is this basically, like, the first MAGA wrestling league? Yes. It's the first yeah. one that's caught on. I don't know if it's, it's the first it's, one ever. I think it's, it's the, it's, it's it's the, the one that, like, for that purpose specifically. Like, it's a lot of that kind of thing. There are definitely those sections mm -hmm. of the fandom, like, in, in everything. But, like, one yeah. that's specifically being, like, yo this is for you you know what i mean like that's that's getting all into that conspiracy talk and all of that like i looked at the content on their website and the little three cocaine stripes there's like one shirt with the american flag underneath it which is like mm -hmm. that it's so loud it's not even a dog whistle at mm -hmm. that point which so is, no which uh you, you you go back and you look at the footage of footage of the January 6th riot how many people were wearing shirts with similar insignias they mm -hmm. also Just used to have that. a shirt that says we live in a society and it fucking sucks <laughs> and that was a limited edition shirt Good that they don't Lord. sell anymore um and I, was, I literally was like ah tell us how you really feel Joaquin Phoenix yeah. Joker like that's what that <laughs> is these guys also <laughs> like the movie Joker and they're getting the wrong message from that mm -hmm. movie too it's like See, actually you know what I don't even know you what gotta just imagine a bitch like <laughs> those people are like the the control your narrative people are the reason I was afraid to go see Joker in theaters because I was fairly certain I was going to be the victim of a mass violence event we just passed the 25 year anniversary of Bret Hart Stone Cold uh that's 
I quit match, but oh, yeah, Brett, Brett, Brett won and actually didn't. So Stone Cold lost and actually got over. Mm-hmm. And so one of the questions I had was, has that ever actually happened before to where a wrestler lost a match and they actually got over? Are you over? still recording? My bad. Still I'm, still, recording? I'm still recording, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Um, yes. Um, so, and I think to mention that one, and two more that Bret Hart is a part of. Um, one is uh, the, the one where he carried Davy Boy through the the crack match. The crack match. And when we one where so wild that actually happened. Bro. Bret lost, but Christ. that was really like his. That was kind of like his coming out party, as far as like, yo, this is the guy. Because mm-hmm. I think it was that match specifically that finally convinced McMahon like and this is this was like this was after his match with Piper at Wrestlemania 8 which was incredible his match with um with Perfect uh at SummerSlam 91 this was after he made uh Tom Tom McGee look like the next world champion like you know say what you want man like you know I I know I I mark on and on about Bret Hart but the Nick the motherfucker can like He's an, He's an artist. He's an artist. He's an artist. The guy. And so the guy just came across as legit. In everything yeah, he did. He made everything look super good, and he made other people look really good. And that was his. That was his whole like objective. And like in the business, he was like, "No, I'm. I'll win, but you're gonna look good as hell, or I'll lose, and I'm gonna look good as hell." Like he's. He always there was like the the story was there. So it was like him and Davy Boy that match. Davy Boy went over, but Brett was like catapulted to the world title picture after that. And then um, say what you want, the Montreal screw job. Mm. Like mm. everybody, you know, says much like Sean did not look good coming out of that. And Brett was a hero for like, you know, whatever for that time going from going from then on to the point where Sean had to embrace being a villain, even though, you know, things kind of pointed him not really wanting to do that and all the shit that he was going to have to endure. Like he had to, like, you know, Sean kind of had to embrace that. And then shortly after Sean was out of the business for a while, because it was just that it was a lot like to, right. that, that shit was like the camel, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, not to make a pun on the man having terrible back problems, but, um, you know, that, and you know, that, that pressure got to him. And, and, and at that point in time, Bret Hart could write his own ticket and, you know, had WCW know what the fuck to do with him. He could have been the biggest star in the business when he was the biggest star in the business. He could have paid uh, mm. money with his face on it. Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind is Mankind Undertaker, honestly, because mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mankind yeah. one, obviously lost that match, but I don't think Mankind goes on to have the, I don't know, Mankind might not have won the world title in 99 if not yeah. for him coming, like, I mean, he obviously got his ass whooped that whole match, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I mean... He lost that match, but he won over every single fan who saw that match. Like from yeah. from here on until like the end of the world. Anybody who watches that match who doesn't think like who doesn't care about Mick Foley at the end of that match doesn't have a heart. So uh mankind for sure. And when you consider like again, Mick Foley wasn't like the guy that like was the obvious star. Like he had, you know, that though his body type wasn't, you know, he was like a hair of a fat hairy dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, usually kind of a fat phobia. 
you know what I mean? Like for the business that is like pretty fat phobic, honestly, yeah. like especially in those mm-hmm. times, um, you know, it was like r- super rare that somebody was like, like win the world title. Like yeah. King Kong Bundy was always threatening to win the title and thank God he never did. But the man was shaped <laughs> like a giant egg. Like, yeah, he was. you know what I mean? It was yeah. just like, you gonna put the title on that guy or no? He's like, no, but you know, we don't really have anybody else to threaten. He's for formidable it. looking. Yeah. But like you put Mick Foley in that situation and you pull the trigger and then it works. Right. It ends up being the thing that turns the tide on uh on Ooh, the Monday Wars. Night Wars. Yeah. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Like Eric Bischoff scoffed at that shit, but Eric Bischoff is also kind of yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. like Eric, Eric Bischoff. Uh-huh. Eric Bischoff scoffed at it, but when Kevin Sullivan saw that match, that Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker, he's like, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. We, right. we, we can't compete with that. You can't do shit with that. You could, but you guys don't, nobody there knows yeah. how. Right. Nobody there knows how, and we, like, we, and, and nobody was that loyal to WCW yeah. at that point in time. We do, we don't, and we don't have anyone as crazy as Mick Foley on our roster. You used to. <laughs> yeah, his yeah, name was Foley. Mick Foley. <laughs> used to have a guy named Mick Foley on your roster who <laughs> yep. would have done that. Yep. Yeah. But hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a match that comes to mind where a guy lost but uh, won ultimately is um, actually uh, Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage at uh, Mania 3. Mm. Yeah. You know, which basically I think at the time and for a while after was considered the greatest match of all time. It's still Certainly up there. one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah, I mean, it definitely yeah. still definitely still holds up. But like, I think it was in after- our top five or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's up there. It, it 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 still holds up. They tell a great story in the ring. Savage loses, but he's made a made man. man. He's made, a, but he's a made man. Within a few months, he's a babyface. I think by the end of that year, he's teaming with Hulk Hogan. Mega and then at the next year's <laughs> WrestleMania, he's the WWF champion, and his yeah. career just took off. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great. Which is crazy to say, like his career didn't take off until what eighty eight. Was 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 eighty eight is when he won uh, his first uh, WWF yeah. title. Yeah, when you consider Mania four at Trump Plaza. I was styling out there like a champion. Yeah, I shit on kids' movies all the time, man. It you do shit on kids' great. movies all the time, but that doesn't mean you're a, a bad critic or a bad person. No. Uh, it just means better, fuck but... them kids. <laughs> What up, you mutant miscreants? It is I, Oroko Saki, aka The Shredder, here to tell you about the Shredhead Podcast, starring me, The Shredder, and my best friend, my main brain, the brains of the outfit I'm talking about, Krang. Krang is there. He's my producer. We have a podcast. It's utterly ridiculous. It's an insane premise. Uh, To top it all off, I... I haven't even seen the Ninja Turtles in years, but we're primarily talking about hoops. Yes, the national, the national BA, the W national BA. Um, uh, oh damn it! I've run into the lyrics. I'm sorry, but just check out the Shredhead podcast. It's me. It's crying. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> barrel chest and the, uh, the, the hairy, the hairy barrel chest with them clotheslines that look like they hurt. They're so stiff. 
the the them Scott Norton boys. <laughs> hey, Scott Norton was built like once, Barney Rubble. Arm, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like they do a clothesline and their arm it's, their arm doesn't move. It's, it's just like, like ball straight... go wham. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit do not be like water. Nah, <laughs> it's like uh, it's just like a stone. <laughs> They don't even bend branch. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that, Scott Norton is a a a, a redwood with uh, fl- made of flesh. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> I was always like, um, you know, when I got older and I and I knew like all the history of New Japan, yeah. I was always surprised that he wasn't treated as. A bigger deal in NWO because he was at a point he was the IWGP yeah. World Champion, yeah. and he was just kind of a NWO lackey, right? It was yeah, yeah. it was sad to he see. Was, yeah, he and he go was a cold on revenge yeah. too, though. I was gonna say yeah, oh, yeah revenge. Sure. You, you you had somebody <laughs> bloody in a hurry, man. Like yeah, you remember. Nervous, nah. On revenge, when they like run into each other, and they like do that weird stare down. Them them soundtracks used to be like you be like, all right, nigga, like hold on, this dude made me want to kind of scrap with y'all. I forgot. I don't know if it was revenge. Them was putting it? the actual theme music on, yeah. um, what was that? Um, the the sixty four oh. with the oh you talking about um like no mercy no mercy when they put was the it, actual is it when no mercy on, started yeah I, think it was no I was mercy. like dog is, what they, yeah, yeah. I, I almost that I was almost like, threw up like oh this yeah is too much like what it's <laughs> too real. Like they got ladder matches and the music on here. Oh, like, like, it, wow. like I have been playing video game. I have been playing wrestling games since like pro wrestling on yeah. NES, and so like Starman, like going. To, with the, oh, 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 down a. But oh, that man. game was kind of complete. So when you really think, it about was. It, like you could throw a nigga to the outside and then dive on them. Like yeah. It was like a flat out plancha. I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay, hold on." Like, yeah, man, there was you could get the weapons from out of the uh, from under the ring, <laughs> and then even, even if even if there was nothing under there, they would still do the <laughs> they would still do the animation. Like oh they yeah, would still grabbing something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one had the sound of like? That was um. I feel like that was. I was like, no, what is this fucking music? Oh, diggity dope. Side to side, looking stupid as hell. Diggity dope. Oh, my God. Oh, man. What indie promotion is this? Right. Starting now, if I don't know your first name, Leave right now. <laughs> Everybody walking. Everybody like just walking. Yeah. Yeah, it's more like it. Just, All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bruce. I'm like, uh. oh, here we go. Oh, goddamn, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> where's where's the undertaker? 
He's out of here, bro. (laughs) Doing a one-man show, apparently. Vince, he literally retired. Where's Brock Lesnar? Right. Dog. Lay off. Where's Where's Randy Orton? Randy Orton, dude. Why why is Bray Wyatt back here? He's he's fat. Right. Put put Riddle with literally anybody. (laughs) I like him, but I hate him. In small doses. Why doesn't he have shoes on? Right. Oh, I'm sorry. He's uh, probably doing coke and hurting someone again. <laughs> oh. 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 I hate you. <laughs> I hate Trump 2024. Right. The All oh, Lives man. Matter blaster. <laughs> oh, man. He went oh, man. Evil, bro. The blue yeah. lives. I just bazooka. Right. <laughs> oh man! Right, and you got and you know Undertaker. Undertaker loves that move. There we oh, go. Oh man, I love. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I want to see some more of that. I like that. I like that move. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Like all of that then, to do a DDT is kind of wild, though. <laughs> and then, like you know, mm-hmm. another thing. Another thing I've seen is people like, oh, man, like, okay, that match was good, but, like, why does a Kenny Omega wrestle like this in AEW? And I'm like, bro, you're saying so, that, like, his eye isn't swollen shut, and right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> like, I'm going to just work. I'm gonna just work this style on a random Wednesday. All the time on a Wednesday, <laughs> just because these fuckers think they want to see it. Oh, my <laughs> you know, like, until hey, I do that. Oh, why is the NFL play eighty-two game season? Right. Like it's literally shut okay. up, dog. And those people who ask that, I, I love when I hear people ask those kinds of stupid questions because I'm just like, oh, so you can't fight, you know, or you've 100%. never had a fight. You've never you definitely had any type can, of because bro. because if you ever if you knew what any of that felt like, you wouldn't bro, want you that wouldn't, for anybody exactly. else. Exactly, you're bloodthirsty because That's, you've never like. That's a once in that's a, a once in a month thing, at least. Right. At least. That's you, and a match like this, that's a once every three months. Type yeah, that'll take you yeah, that that'll take years off your career, bro. Like what are you bro, doing? Like, but yeah, that's that's for people who don't understand anything about kinesiology or anything for that matter. <laughs> like, why well, don't just go out there and run a hundred miles? Like, <laughs> shut up, stupid. Like oh, you know, go out there and run one. All right, tell me how just, you feel. Just, just do one, and then just do one mile. Come back in twenty it. minutes, and <laughs> when you finish, and tell me how it worked out for you. Shut the hell up. Oh, oh, I got one for this. Shut the fuck up. There it is. <laughs> that that was Kevin Nash. <laughs> That's Kevin Nash. <laughs> Shout out to the legend. Oh man. Oh, oh Kevin Nash. Oh man, him and Taker got to go at it. See which see which um, lives matter. Uh <laughs> that's so true, man. Like so true. But yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 17, it was it was awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that made me mad was that the Dishwatcher DDT. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> if you do a DDT, that's it, and that's all. You're supposed to you might as well just kept the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't getting up no time soon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh man! You put down the devil with a good old DDT. Mm-hmm. Hey, 
<laughs> uh, I will I'll say this though. Like, so this was, you know, Omega kind of he's just unbelievable, but I really would like to see like I love that uh, Wrestle Kingdom is like I want it to become this thing where I would love to see, like bro, I would love to see Seth Rollins in a Wrestle Kingdom. It looks like, like I it's would, picking up crazy traction. Because like, it's it's just like this more weird, so than, yeah, it's just this weird like like if you can wrestle for real like go have a banger at Wrestle Kingdom yeah and it's like like and it's like I would just love to and it's not even something like like give me Brian Danielson give me Seth Rollins like it's not even like these guys got to do it every year just once yeah just one year just one just guy one, year. one per yeah. year yeah give me one guy let Seth go out there have a match with and let it all hang out and just and, and just like, yes yeah, and that's all do that moving 20 and years that's all, and that's all it takes is just one now yeah. that's your legacy you good you have to do it yeah, yeah. cuz these guys are good man you know they just can't do you this think thing. i'm letting <laughs> my guys go over there <laughs> to, to the land of the rising sun <laughs> Do we still have money holdings over there? <laughs> Do we still have to kiss their chat? Ja- uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Seth. Didn't mean to play Seth. That. The only way he'll go is if he waves an American flag. All right. And he's coming up. Oh, uh, what's going on? It's great. What's going on, Japan? You guys are great. Like, USA. Yeah, Wes. Does it? Does anybody love a USA crowd chant more than Vince McMahon? No, dog. I oh can, my god! I, I met Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and I mean, I didn't ask him. You know, I was like, "Dog, you really is patriot?" I, I, I figured. You know, big, big old white man probably is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, he, he. Yo, didn't Hacksaw Jim Duggan like beat the brakes off a home intruder or something once? Probably. I feel like I feel like Ooh. I heard that. <laughs> you got the wrong one. Broken. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is enormous, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga dwarfed me, bro. And oh I'm, my goodness! I'm a very sizable dude, like, but this cat, he's made out of something else, bro. Like that is yeah. How we talked about uh, Scott Norton and 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 uh, Scott Norton and Masahiro Chono. That like oh man, he's a like that. Those are beefy dudes, and like dog, no, hack uh, and and not even hacksaw. Um, Hillbilly Jim was there, randomly came up and grabbed my man Ray Ortiz, the ones I, I made the comp, the one who made the uh design the print shirt. Mm-hmm. We sit there chilling, or we sit there in line for hacksaw, and he just comes up and grabs Ray by the shoulders, like. Everybody's here for old hacksaw, huh? Like he just comes and grabs my shoulder. And shit. <laughs> Ray was just like, like, like uh, scared. What? What do I do? Like in this situation, the hillbilly Jim is easily Big six guy. eight, <laughs> like That's six crazy. eight wide, bro. Like straight up, uh, just gigantic country boy. Because it's just like, yeah, no, it ain't no roids in there, dog. Them dudes are just giant men. Niggas, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he got it over, dog. He got over. Oh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan got over a piece of wood. 
a piece of wood. No, they a, got a piece of wood over, dog. And a and a side mount. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cross eyed. Okay, Hacksaw was out there living, bro. He's a true king. He was there, man. Every and, man. And I think up. I might have like I looked him up like just on like I think I looked up his stuff on Twitter and he was surprisingly not nearly as racist as I thought it would be. He's oh, just like crazy. yeah, like I, I'm thumbing through and it was just like all right, all right, all right, just kind of you know, I like to cut my grass. He's like a <laughs> he's like a uh, uh, I, I'll stay off my lawn kind of. You you kids are okay as long as you stay off my lawn, kind of white man. So it's like. Yeah. But you come over here. No, not even that. But he's just like, you kids stay off my lawn now. All right, right. Mr. Duggan. But then he'll also like, you know, he he. I'm sure he sends money to the cops you know, for, the, uh, for, the, oh. for the police ball. But that's yep. just what you do in that neighborhood. You know, you no. went to school with those guys. You <laughs> went to school with those guys. Oh, man. Keeping our community safe. Hilarious. <laughs> I was rolling because, like, dog, the sharpshooter was a fucking death sentence, dog. <laughs> like, bro, that shit was over like Rover, brother. Man, they could slap that sharpshooter on it quick. Like, oh man. Aw. <laughs> oh, all right, I give up, dog. All right, man. Hey, man. Yeah, nigga, Brett. Anyway, man. Uh, yeah. So well, that's it, Marks. That's all you're gonna get. Um, this is this this ain't even this is this isn't even us at our full power, dog. You haven't even seen our no. final form. Y'all niggas trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are trash. <laughs> if you're listening to this pod, you're not trash. More than likely, you're not trash because we've already <laughs> said things to ward off the trash ass niggas. So um, yeah, we sure <laughs> have. Hey, bro. So so join us next week. We'll be at full power. All right, and it'll be an actual hour. Uh, and and until then, dog, uh, keep Vince out the White House. I guess I don't know, man. Shit, keep Bye. Vince out the White House, and, and... yep. I hate to ask and uh, oh god, take us take us from the high that we've all had. But what do you guys feel about this uh, Tyree Nichols thing? What 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 what? what, There are no other thoughts to have about it. Like so. Okay, this is my only thought about it. When when people say all cops are bastards, we we not we not saying all white cops are bastards. When we say all cops are bastards, we're not saying all male cops are bastards. All cops are bad. It does not matter your race. It doesn't matter your sex. It doesn't matter your sexuality. If you are a police officer, you are a bad person. Well, at least you're, you're you do a bad you work for a bad uh, profession that is a horrible profession. And there's literally no reason for me to ever trust a police officer. I don't give a fuck if I don't give a fuck if you're my family member. If you were a cop, there's no reason for me to trust you. So I I feel. I felt the same thing for this. I felt for the last what seven years. So there's there's not much else. There's nowhere else to, to dive deep from it. Like we saw this with Rodney King. This it wasn't niggas. Mm. It, was, it was white people. Bruh. Mm-hmm. So it's just just we we felt the feels. There's no more feels to feel no. because they've all been felt. So I think uh, the fact that um, 
every time something like this happens and they can see the brutality because it's recorded, just like we were saying with the Rodney King case, and they can't really hide it. They're like, ooh, yeah, that was there was uh, some haymakers being thrown to somebody who can't defend themselves. And they're like, oh, yeah, you guys seeing that, right? Um, they always want to... Uh, they always want to defend themselves and say, oh, yeah, we're going to prepare the city for what could happen. Y'all prepared the city by getting all of these rough-ass police officers there. Y'all prepared the city by not having... Uh, things in place that uh, that protect people's lives. Yeah. Instead, these people being executed on the streets with federal dollars. And I've always been, um, or excuse me, I shouldn't say I've always been, but I believed wholeheartedly that, yes, just like you were saying, all cops are bad, all cops are bad. Not just a few, all of them. And... I also believed that, it, I, because of that, I, I, I didn't give a shit. But one of the things that I found out, like I was telling um, Hyphen earlier, is guess who's at the top of this one? There is a black woman. And that might be the, the wait, hold on, that might be the one positive aspect about this. Because that black woman had been like, y'all are all fired before anything else. Right. I mean that 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 don't move me. It really no, don't. It, it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't. It doesn't make my dick twitch. But I'm saying, out of all of the any other time you see something like this, you're seeing them say, "Hang on, let's see the video." Yeah, the video's bad. They're on desk duty. Hold on, we're going to court. They're still on desk duty. This is like, uh, you're fired. Uh, we'll get back to you. I mean, so like for me, like I, I don't want to get down the rabbit hole, but. I consider myself an abolitionist. I don't. I don't believe in prison. I don't believe in prison. I don't believe in police. So, this is ultimately going to go to some trial of of, of possible manslaughter charges or murder charges or whatever. Manslaughter too. Yeah, and so if they're found guilty, they they go to they go to jail for seven years, and then, and then what? Like I I I, I and don't. And what believe, changes? I I so. Like this black woman, and she changed. Obviously, this black woman is not changing the police force. They fucking killed his ass. So, like having a black woman up there, it doesn't, it doesn't do, it doesn't mean anything to me at all. I think every police officer in America is a tool for a terrible system. And mm. it, I, I, and the funny thing is, I'm not like someone that is super, super left wing. I'm not super like, um, like conspiracy theory guy, but like. There's literally no reason for police officers to exist. They don't deter crime. They they harass. They harass and bother yeah. people who don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know they they serve the state. This especially states' rights in Texas, of all places well, I live. They're not looking out for my black ass. So no, like I like none, like none of this is surprise. None of this is a shock. And it's just one. It's one of the things to where it, we we've we've seen this so often. 
We've had this. We've had these time as a flat circle conversations to where it's going to happen in what in America? We in America, it's only been twenty seven days in twenty twenty three, and there's been what like twenty mass shootings. Yeah. Like so, so the cycle of death, the cycle of police brutality, the cycle of guns in America, the cycle of I don't know teachers getting shot. You know, the shot, the the cycle of students getting shot at school, like you know. None, none, none of this, none of this is new. Yeah, this is is we we we're all numb to it. Like the problem is, we're all numb to it. Hey, so, hang on. I'm not, I'm not gonna say we're all numb to it because I don't believe we're numb to it. I don't believe we're numb to this in any appreciable way. I think we're scarred, and I think that there are some scars and traumas that are deeper than others. And so to reach an effect, a hurt again, it may take a little more. Um, but to say that we're, we're, we're numb to it is oh, absolutely wrong. Because uh, that, that's why some people get triggered, because that, that scar is there. I mean, so the thing is, so how long ago was Sandy Hook? That's 2018. I think. 2018. Was no, it was further back than that. Sandy nope. Hook was... In the Sen- 2015, Six? 2013? Yeah, so... Damn, really? So, yeah, Sandy Hook was like 2014, 2015. So, when a, a school of white babies and, and kids were killed... 2012. It was 2012? 2012. Yeah. So, Jeez, oh, Pete. So... It's been 10 so, years, man. Fuck. So, so, a, so a school massacre for kids who are that young... Fast forward to Uvalde last year. Mm-hmm. Between in that what a uh, nine year gap, ten year gap. What about America? Gun violence, gun control, school safety. What about that has changed? Not a single thing. Nothing. So no, like no, like we like in the, the idea of of being uh, numb and being scarred. Like the idea is yes, we're all scarred. But what happens when you get scarred, you don't feel feelings there anymore. That 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 nerve center is now permanently destroyed. So you don't feel in that piece of scar anymore. And so what do you do when your entire body is scarred? Like what do you feel when your entire body is scarred? Damn. Like so I, I went I went to school I went to school for education. I never became like a full time teacher. And just seeing the way that these schools have just treated teachers and students, but teachers specifically, like, like the the woman, like, <laughs> the, the teacher that just got killed, yo, the, the day that she got shot, the the it was reported four separate times that that kid had a gun, and the superintendents, the security at the school did absolutely nothing. Like they searched the kid's backpack. And the teacher said, I believe it's in the kid's pocket. They didn't search the kid's pocket. And then it got reported like two more times after that, that I believe this kid has a school. There, uh, I believe this kid has a gun. There was no school lockdown. There was no warning to parents. There was no stoppage of classes. They let that kid go and you blam the fucking teacher. Listen, so no, none of the shit has changed. Every time that I think about that and I'm like, that person that had seen that gun in that child's pocket 
what the absolute fuck stopped them from going into that child's pocket for any other reason they're like give me that for for the same reason those cops in you in Uvalde did not go into the school to stop that that kid from shooting up that school yo that is a lot of people who passed that buck and they were like yeah, yeah i think i saw a gun in that kid's pocket and what did you do absolutely no. nothing oh you told somebody else you told somebody else that means were you afraid of a 6 year old how old was that kid 6 or 8 too young. Does this even matter? Does it matter? I'm, I'm just saying, if that kid was six to eight years old, let's say they're four feet tall, and let's say at the worst, you know, they're one of those chungus kids, and they're 140 pounds. Chungus. They're just... I'm just so, th- I still don't have a problem rolling up on that kid, putting my hands in his pocket and being like, give me this. I what? see this, and it's a problem. You shouldn't have... Toy or not. You know how many times a teacher will roll up on somebody and take candy out of their hands? You know how many times they roll up on a kid and take a phone out of their hands and you would not take a gun out of their pocket? Even if you thought it was a toy. That is a lot of people who pass the buck. And I would have been... If, yeah. if I'm that teacher, I'm like, every single one of them who saw that there's a gun in that child's hand, in that child's possession, find, yeah. out, find out how much money they have and give it to me. And you know what? The the only thing that's changed between Sandy Hook and Uvalde, they want to give teachers guns now. Yeah, right. So, so, so we don't so we don't wanna we don't wanna deter gun violence. We don't wanna give like, you know, sensitivity training. We don't give therapy to kids. We don't wanna stop bullying. But you want we wanna, a teacher we wanna to give shoot teachers a kid. guns. Yeah, so we can we can traumatize everyone in one shot, literally. Yo, oh my man. god, man! Can you imagine that the teacher is going to be like, "I can't be a teacher anymore because I just no. harmed a child." I shot a kid in order and to save I, everyone. Else. I understand that I had to do it to save everybody else. There's but no I coming just, back to that, man. Yeah, that's, that's not why you got into teaching. No, there's so, nothing else. So yeah, man. So I I just think that for. I didn't have just for Americans, just in general, like the idea of wanting to do better. Everyone wants to do better. Everyone wants to be better. But who's actually doing it? I I think when it comes to actual policy and, you know, change on a local, state, and national level, like who's actually facilitating that? Like on a national level, no one. On a state level, barely. Like on a local level, hopefully you have local people who are in the community of the community and do right. Which a lot of a lot of places have that, which is a good thing. Uh, but, but you, f- but that's where you also find all of the differing opinions on how to handle it, and that's, and that's what problem it kicks, too. And that's where it kicks back up to the government. It's like. And because they can't, uh, they can't uh, talk and have the discussions to get an answer. They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's give it. Let's give it back to the government. And the government's like, all right. We don't want this. I mean, you want us to be the ones to do it. Uh, so our laws say this. Mm. Um, oh, and I, I, I love telling people who support the two FA. Be like, so be right uh, back. you part of the militia yet? Because uh, you shouldn't be handling that unless you're part of a legal and lawful militia. Because that's what that 
Second Amendment really gives you the idea, the ability to do. You join a militia and you can get a gun. Otherwise, put that shit down. I mean, yeah, man. Uh, but, but no, I, I like even the idea of when people say like abolish the police and and defund police. E- mm-hmm. Even the, even if you think of the mundanity of the term defund police, and it it means what it says. We want to defund police. It's not like you know. It's it's not. When you take money away from something, you take money. If you take money and power away from something, that becomes a lifeless institution. But people try to flip it to say, to make it as if, well, maybe we, we need we need to pay for police training. No, we're not saying that. We're saying you need to cut jobs. You need to you need to take money away from this institution. Well, what if we allocate more money to you know hiring practices? What if we hire minorities? Well, no. Well, one, they don't want to do that, but uh, no. So you know the the idea that it's funny because like even even the um even that Asian, the Asian guy who was sixty seven and he shot up the 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 Chinese New Year parade and then by apparently Biden so not apparently Biden was like well we want to increase the age of having an assault rifle to twenty four well he was sixty seven. So, what does that age have to do with addressing the fact that this man was still able to procure that weapon for that act? So, right. didn't have anything to do with it. I listen. I, I, I still stand by that everyone should be able to get a pistol and a shotgun, a regular shotgun, as something that legally available. And I think you should be able to get it like. Get it like a driver's license, but with that you're also bound like a driver's license. You gotta get a, you gotta get insurance for it, and you have to understand the rules and regulations for it. And I ain't put like, insurance on my gun. You crazy? You're, you're not putting insurance on the gun. You're putting insurance on you. Just like the car, the car insurance is for you more than the car. Mm-hmm. So what you do and what happens to you in the vehicle, you're protected. So, you know, I, I think things like that would turn that industry around because if you have the insurance companies going after the gun manufacturers, like, hey, bruh, we need to talk about some of this shit here. Well, how are you going to have a pistol that shoots 37 rounds? We need to talk about that. We need to talk about what's allowable for the consumable public. We need to talk about what is a uh, article of war. <laughs> we need to talk about these things because it, it's it's reckless. You know, there's no there's no policy to bar these manufacturers from going into the extremes. They're like, hey, I made a pistol that can shoot two bullets through two different barrels and one trigger pull, but it oscillates, and that means you're shooting that much faster. I'm like. Nothing can stop them. Nothing will stop them from doing that. I, I'm not a gun guy, so I, I have one goal. I've shot my a gun t- once. My, in my, Texas? My, my, my goal for my entire life is to never know what a gun feels like. So I've never even touched a gun in my entire life. So Yo, did you know they said that black kids most often 
don't ever have a gun in. They don't see it. They don't touch it. Why would they? There's no reason to have a gun. Right. Most of them don't. The few that do have. There's particular reasons why they do, and they're like, and even and even that is so much less than any white kid in a in a suburb town. They're like these those white kids playing with guns since they were kids, and it's okay that they are, but they're worried about the black kids who cannot and will not see a gun and will not have a gun just sitting in their Mima's ha- uh, cabinet that they can just pick up any time that they need. It's harder for a black kid to get a gun than a white kid. We have to go and buy a burned a burned gun. Whereas those white kids, they just go and grab it from their from a cabinet. That's, I mean, that's that's what it is. But you know, you can find B hyphen at B hyphen on Twitter and the B hyphen on Instagram. Follow Handsome Bane on Twitter and Instagram at ila underscore pow. Mark Rob can be found on Twitter and Instagram at showinmadlove. Sayonara, smelly nerds. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?